This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thursday Night Football in the books. A win for the Sharps, a win for the Atlanta Falcons over the Carolina Panthers. And the last time I had a conversation with this guy on air, we were shooting the breeze. We were talking about maybe a trip in Vegas, Atlantic City. I was going to be moving and shaking all over the place. And then, you know, COVID and the pandemic happened. But on a much better note, He's back, not with me in studio, but on the phone. He's killing it like he does year after year. One of the stars of the Showtime series action. Professional better, my buddy, the great Bill Krakenberger. Crack, what's happening, brother? How you doing? My man, JJ After Dark. Boy, I tell you, I had such a great time when I was in that studio with you. I talked about it to everyone. I mean, I do some shows coast to coast, but nothing like after dark and being in that studio with you, my man. It was it was a great time. I, I really ha- I'm so happy to have you back on here. Looking forward to doing some uh, back and forth again. Uh, yeah, it's been great if you come out to Vegas, but not the right time to come out right now. It really isn't. Well, Bill, listen, we got a couple of months. Hopefully, we'll have a vaccine, then I'm rocking and rolling, uh, drink in hand, tickets in hand, and away we go. Let's get right to it, brother. I'm fired up that you're on. Um, I'm also fired up that the last couple weeks have treated me a lot better than the first month of the year. Bill, from, you know, a handicapping standpoint, from somebody who does this professionally, were the first few weeks of the year because of the uncertainty with COVID, the way these overs were hitting, the way these square plays were hitting, was that one of the more crazy times you've ever seen in your years of uh, handicapping games? It was the craziest. You know, we didn't have a preseason, so we didn't know what to expect in the NFL. Historically, the preseason is a much easier time of the year to beat the NFL than regular season. As a matter of fact, I'm a realist. NFL sides are the hardest thing to beat in the world. I don't know many people. I know many gambling syndicates, and I don't know many people that actually beat the NFL. This year is a different thing. Um, listen, props and are, are definitely beatable proposition bets. Uh, totals are beatable, but NFL sides are really hard to beat. So this year was a very unusual year, like I said. Uh, the, the preseason was basically the first four weeks of the season. So I do understand, as you say, it, it was a little bit rough. It was a little bit rough for you, you said, at the beginning of the season. Like the first uh, four it sure weeks. was, man. It was a nightmare. Yeah, no, I definitely understand. And, and, and uh, you know, it, it really was uh, the year of the square, let's call it. The public really destroyed the overs. And they destroyed favorites and over two a couple times. You know, there was a week we had out, which was week three or 
it might have been four, where Kansas City was playing uh, the Chargers, and they were an eight-and-a-half-point favorite that day. They came back in overtime and won the game by three, which made them cover the teasers. However, if they would have covered that game and covered the eight-and-a-half points, that would have been the worst week Vegas ever had against the handicappers because every money line team won. People love, let's just face it, we're talking about the public, talking about the people that go into the casinos and bet. They love betting money line parlays on favorites. They love betting four, five, six teams all together thinking, wow, this is easy. I have to lay seven on this game. Well, I can, only, I can lay two and a half to one and, uh, instead of the seven and just parlay all these together. This should be real easy money. Well, it's the reason why these brick-and-mortar casinos were built because of that mind, that mindset and that kind of thinking. You ain't kidding. All right, Crack, when we get to this particular card, I want to start with a game that, to me, has all the makings of a square dog. Now, the Steelers, full disclosure, have been really good to me all year, okay? They took care of me last week. They took care of me the week before that and the week before that. But I see an undefeated team going into Baltimore, and I see the Ravens favored by four points do you get the sense like the Bears were last week, the Steelers are shaping up to be that square dog here in Week 8? Well, I'll tell you, it's a great question, a great game. You came right out and bang, hit the, hit, hit the biggest game of the week. Uh, it's not often we see undefeated team in the middle of the season being an underdog like Pittsburgh here. This game opened up 5.5. It quickly was bet down by the Sharp group early Monday morning to 3.5. And, and, you know, now I see... Some of the people coming back on the favorite, it's settling around four, four and a half out here. And, you know, when I look at the schedule, listen, uh, they've beaten the Browns, the Giants, the Eagles. I I, I just think Baltimore might be the better team here. And and if it gets any lower, if this game got down to three, I think probably laying the favorite might be the right side here. So um, to be real honest with you, though, uh, I, I don't really bet a lot of these sides. I bet totals. But I would be, would be you know, looking at maybe the money line here or, or looking on the favorite here. I think Pittsburgh, again, they've had maybe a softer schedule, and uh, I think Baltimore's a better team. I did think Baltimore was going to beat Kansas City on the primetime Monday night football we had here a few weeks back, and I, it proved to be wrong. I think they lost by around 14. So uh, this should be the best game of the day. Unfortunately, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon and not on a primetime schedule that we all can see it under the primetime uh, lights here, but... Uh, it should be fun. Crack, you ain't kidding. Now, I'll tell you what's not fun for a whole lot of New Yorkers, watching the Jets on a week-in and week-out basis. And, you know, brother, you've been doing this a long time. You've seen a whole lot of bad teams. Um, they can't make these Jet lines high enough, huh? I mean, I know they're playing against, you know, Mahomes and the studly Kansas City Chiefs. But, my goodness, the Jets, I, I, I feel like they're going to be jacking these lines up as high as humanly possible, just so they could get some buyback on the other side. I mean, have you? Do you look at the Jets from a handicapping standpoint as one of the worst teams you've seen in the NFL over the last 20, 30 years? An- another great question is something I just looked at today, either on FanDuel or DraftKings. I just seen this bet today. Will the Jets go 0 16? I didn't know that bet offered. Hey. Um, and I see that, you know, they, they have, let me just say, they have home games left against the Raiders, the Browns, the Patriots, Miami. Um, I, I would lay the no on that. Bet. I don't think, I think they're going to win a game. Uh, unfortunately, you have to lay four to one on the no. But uh, listen, let's not forget, this is the same team that was up 10 nothing last week against the Bills 
before losing by eight. And their defense, you know, allowing, shutting them down to six field goals. And let's face it, any one of those field goals that would have been a touchdown, the Jets would have not covered again. So uh, any given Sunday, anything can happen. I'll tell you right now, that this is a, a really big thing for your listeners here because something I'm going to talk about a lot. I'm going to throw up a bone here. Listen, there's such thing as called correlated parlays. And when you have a first half of a correlated parlay, I'm going to explain it to you. It's either you bet favorite and over or dog and under. Now, normally the ratio has to be three to one or the sports books won't allow that. In other words, it has to be a 10-point favorite and the total has to be 30 on the first half. This is an unusual situation. It's NFL. You're never going to see a double-digit favorite in the first half. I'll tell you, if anything, I have to go to the, uh, the, the, you know, against, the, against the public here, and I would look for the Jets plus – it's 12, 12 and a half at one spot out here. I'll look for the Jets plus 12 and to go under the total um, in the first half. It's kind of a correlation. If you're picking the Jets plus 12 or if you pick let's, – let's make it easier for, for your listeners – if you're picking the favorite minus minus 12 points, well, they're already halfway to the total, so they're already halfway there. So if they get to the 12, if they get if they get over the 12, well, usually they're going to go. The game's going to go over in the first half. Very unusual this week. Most of the sports books are allowing a correlated parlay, and I'm going to look towards the dog here. I would lean more towards the dog here, um, the the Jets. And listen, I know what happens a lot of times in these big spreads. So they're 20-point favorite, uh, game time may go to 20 again. Some of the sharp, one of the sharp groups hit them on Monday morning and brought it down to 19. But I'll tell you, sometimes at the end, they'll, they'll rest the players and you know, the Jets will, 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 will be playing still and Kansas City won't. And maybe they'll have some uh, warm-up guys in there that normally doesn't, don't play second stringers. And uh, the Jets may get a backdoor cover here. So let's see what happens. The great Bill Krakenberger, he joins us here on The Fan. You guys remember him. He's the... One of the many stars. Uh, to me, he was the biggest and the brightest star in the Showtime documentary action, which I enjoyed so much. Uh, crack, you love totals, brother. Let's get to totals. I know you're going to give out one or two that you like this week, but with the weather changing, and we had some bad weather in Carolina on Thursday night, um, there might be some bad weather coming up here this weekend. How much does that come into play when you're factoring in what you're looking to do for a total? Like, are you looking at that three, four, five days out in advance? I'll tell you another great question. I got to start doing your show more often, man. You got to invite me. I was going to say, you got to bring it when you're on my show. You know the deal, crack. I don't mess around here. but, but, But the questions you're asking here, you're hitting on the sharpest things. You know, hosts of shows don't go into this. You know your stuff. You know the pulse of this of this business and this industry by asking this question. Because I got a great answer for you here. Listen, all these games got hit on Monday morning based on wind conditions, and it was go- the wind forecasted across this country for this next weekend. Six days out was to be very windy and gusts of wind. So you can go up and down the schedule here, and I'm going to do it real quick. Um, Minnesota Green Bay opened up 55 and a half down to 51. New England Buffalo opened up 46 down to 42. Uh, Tennis went up 55 and a half down to 53 and a half. I can keep on going. Las Vegas Cleveland 55 and a half down to 51 and a half. I mean, you, you go down the whole schedule. Chicago New Orleans down open 45 and a half down to 40, 43 and a half. 
Dallas, Philadelphia opened up 44, it's 43. Um, Pittsburgh, Baltimore opened up 49, it's 46. I didn't name one move to the over. They're all to the under. But I got news for you. That's based on these wind gusts that were forecasted a week out. I look towards this weekend, more towards Saturday, to get a really good, accurate forecast of the wind. Now, not just the rain, the snow, the cold. I love when people turn the TV on and they see a bunch of snow and they say, wow, this has got to be under. I can't believe the snow. Well, the snow doesn't mean hardly anything. It's the wind that means everything. So I'm a guy that loves to bet over on a lot of those snow games, especially with a quarterback like Mahomes. or something. They like playing in the snow. There's so many quarterbacks that love playing in those conditions as long as the wind is only under 10 miles an hour. But you're talking a place like Chicago, uh, Soldier Field, you're talking 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts are, are projected right now. But who knows? Maybe on Saturday – it goes down to 10 or 20 mile an hour wind gusts, but the line still reflects that early movement from the week. And I'll tell you right now, I will be betting some overs as, the, as, as it comes close to kickoff on these games. Fascinating. Um, what's your stance and what's your take on betting a rookie quarterback in his first game? Now, Crack, full disclosure, I'm a diehard Miami Dolphins guy. I'm all fired up to watch Tua on Sunday. I love them at Alabama. Um, normally, for you, is it an automatic fade to go against the rookie quarterback in his first start? Um, is it numbers-based? How do you normally go about that? Well, you know, you're, you're talking about a, a kid like Tua compared to, uh, like, Philadelphia right now. They don't know who's quarterback in, um, for the, for in, 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 on the Dallas side. They don't even know if it's going to be uh, – there's a rookie quarterback there. I forget his name. He's an Italian kid, too. I don't know how can I not forget his name. But they don't know if he's quarterback in the uh, same situation there. You just don't know when, but now compared to a guy like Tua, who's a touted quarterback, I mean, listen, I, I watched some ESPN stuff on him earlier tonight. I, I think he's going to be just fine. And I'll tell you another thing, the four points that was out here, we had some, like three or four slow-moving square sports books, like William Hill Stations, the Boyd Corporation. These places all hang up, all hung a four on this game and would not move off the four. And, uh, and now all the trooped up the fours. I think Miami's the way to go in this game, if anything. And uh, that goes to show that I, I don't think that the, just the, the rookie quarterbacks are bet again. So uh, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. I, I would love – I hope that game's on out here because it would be fun to watch uh, him in his first start. Uh, crack, curiously, this year with everything that's been going on with COVID, and I know from watching the documentary, you're always the guy looking to get – the best possible number. You're looking to get the number that you think is ahead of the curve. Have you found yourself locking in bets earlier in the week, or do you find yourself waiting because you want to have the information play out? How has your strategy maybe been altered this year? I was actually part of that Monday morning crowd getting up 6.30 in the morning, uh, betting the totals over. And uh, after, after, the, after week one, we kind of learned from week one. This is going to be like the, the second week of preseason football here. I was one of those guys that were up 6.30 in the morning my time, 9.30 your time, and, and actually betting on the overs early in the week. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I, I didn't hardly bet anything this week because, uh, these, let's face it, these primetime games were all flying over. Well, I'll tell you, I think it's eight of the last 11 now have went under. So uh, things return to the mean. It happens. Uh, the, the, the bookmakers are automatically adding points to these games artificially they were they were literally 
the public was didn't care what they went over. They they would line a game that should be fifty five. They were lining at fifty eight, like Seattle last weekend, and, and and sure enough, people are still betting the over. So uh, the unders were definitely the sharp the sharper way to go. And uh, now it's kind of balancing off a little bit. I, I was getting up Monday or Monday mornings real early to bet. I'm not doing that so much anymore. I did know this particular. I was up six thirty this this Monday though. See all those games get bet down. But I know from our statistical and analytical standpoints, this was all done from weather forecast. And let me tell you something. I seen a tweet you put up the other day, and I, I love Twitter. I'm on it every day. And I've seen your Twitter, something about the analytics. I think it was in the Tampa Bay game, and that's, of course, the baseball game. I, I think immediately you were sharp enough to say, what is this guy doing taking out this pitcher? It's just all analytics, and I'll tell you what. I'm here to tell you analytics is a little bit overblown. I'm sick and tired of analytics. I think that these teams, even tonight in, in the football game, they went for it on fourth down and got stuffed, uh, Carolina, because of the owner. He believes in analytics so much. Well, uh, there has to be some good old-fashioned fundamentals and some street smarts and some you know common sense going along on, on these games, too. And I, you don't see it as much with all these analytical guys that the NFL is hiring. Listen, it's the balance, right, Crack? That, to me, is the key. Um, there's a balance with this stuff. You didn't see it in the baseball game. Uh, I'll give you an example of where I like the analytical approach. Uh, I'll give you one, Crack. When okay. I'm in a situation where I'm up one in a football game, and I know Romeo Cornell got killed for this. I loved him going for two. Because my thought is, Crack, if I get the two-point conversion, the game is over, right? Like, yeah. it makes it a two-possession game. If they score, I'm going to overtime anyway. I'd rather, like, on a two-point conversion, be the one dictating the action on offense and having the defense react to what I'm going to do as opposed to the alternative. So, I, you know, it's like that delicate balance, you know? Yeah, you know, um, I'll tell you right now, uh, that is the new thing. It really is. That's the new thing with uh, one of the big things with analytics the last two seasons. And people on Twitter going crazy. How do you go for two points? Well, there's actually some analytics behind that. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen that happen here with uh, the Texans and other teams, too, just going for the win. So I have no problem with that, by the way. I have no problem with going up by nine points sometimes here instead of, uh, seven or something. Situationally, it's got to be situationally. Um, I, I've seen it happen a couple times now, and uh, it's actually worked out more than it. Believe it or not, it's actually worked out more than it, than it hasn't for the teams. And I, I, I have an analytics guy, and he, he shows me everything: charts, back-tested materials, data. And I, I always say, just come on, just give me the winners. Just tell me who we're betting. No, I don't want to know the analytics. But that particular thing you're talking about, the two-point conversion. That has been something going back and forth because people at home don't understand the analytics behind it because we're old school football fans. You, can, you, know, you get there, you make an extra point, then you tie the game. You, know, you go for whatever it may be, you go to overtime. But there's more, there's more behind it. And uh, like you said, I have no problem with, with uh, Romeo doing that either. All right, Crack, final one. And we appreciate the time as always. If you no have problem. a favorite player right now in the NFL or in college over the weekend that you're all over, what would your favorite play be for this New York audience? Favorite play? Well, I'll tell you what. As I say about the, the Jet game there, I, I actually did bet that game. The only game I did bet over this week was the Jets over. Now, it's not a strong bet. Like I said, all those, all those unders for the week. But uh, I, I, did bet, I did bet the over on that game. And, and uh, there'll be a situation. I'll tell you something else. I'm going to give you two of them. I'm going to give you the over on that one. And I kind of lean. I didn't do it yet. Um, I, I'm going to lean to one of those games 
like a Chicago or one of those games over. But again, all I would do was follow a screen. Listen, there's so many free odd services out there. You could just just hunt for a free odd service. Just follow the line moves, where they were, where they are now. And, and your slow-moving bookmakers, let me, let's just face it, New Jersey has a couple of them. They don't follow every other line. There's a couple slow-moving books there, William Hill being probably the number one book there. They're slow-moving. So if you can catch, be ahead of the curve on one of these overs that I'm talking about this weekend, uh, I, I think it's a sharp thing to do. You just follow the lines and uh, hit those slow-moving books. And listen, J.J., I really appreciate you having me on. Anytime you want me on, I'd love to come on, love to give you guys info. And, and uh, again, you can, you can find me on Twitter at, at Bill Crackman with a K. I talk about it every day, try to help people. You know, I'm, I'm a product of my parents. Just try to help people and show them the right direction. Crack, I love you, bro. This was a ton of fun. We will do this again soon. Keep it up, man. Continued success. I see you, man. You're everywhere. You're here, there, everywhere, as the Beatles once said. So make sure that you're not a stranger. All right, brother? Absolutely. Thanks, JJ. Have a great night. Great stuff there from Bill Krakenberger. Make sure you download the Crack Wins app, available free on both Apple and Google Play. You'll get inside the world of Crackman with his weekly picks, along with great betting strategies, tips, and insider content. And of course, you can always go to crackwins.com for his full library of content. He's a sharp guy. I saw him and discovered him in the uh, action documentary. And we've kept in contact ever since. Really sharp guy. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 